This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. With me, as always, is Mr. Garrett Johnson. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up? Glad to be back. Yep. Are you as tired as I am? Yeah, I'm still a little exhausted from the expo and all that this weekend. For sure. I uh, I usually take a day off to, like, recoup, and I couldn't this week. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I've been running a shovel all day, and I'm freaking beat. I'm so ready for bed. But and I get to do it all again tomorrow, so woohoo! But the show was fun. We uh, the show was busy, a lot busier than last year. Yeah, uh, to talk to a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I had a bunch of folks come up and uh, you know, like recognize me from the podcast, which is always very weird, but very cool and appreciated. I hadn't got that recognition yet. Well, I mean, you just started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been doing it almost three years, and I'm just now getting it. So, yeah. takes well, takes something time. to look forward to. Then I guess. Yeah. But no, that's why I actually have it lit up in here. One of the guys was like, it looks like you're in a little cave in there. He's like, you keep it dark and red. It's just like, you're just like hidden away in the background. So here you go. It's nice and bright. Like Darth Vader's fishing. That's what I'm going for, man. This is like, and that's what this room is. Like half of it's Star Wars and half of it's fishing. So that's like spot on. But uh, yeah, I'm the Sith fisherman. I'm going to change my Instagram handle. 
But uh, yeah, right. so we, uh, like promised, we, we're coming back with uh, the last part of our Polk County uh, little event coverage. We Last week, uh, if you haven't listened to it, it's up on the everywhere that you can listen to us. But we did the trail KBF Trail Series uh, 1 and 2 winners. Uh, that was a fun show. A lot of just dumbass-sized fish caught in Florida yeah. that week. I think and, uh, uh, I was just reading it. It was like three on the for the ten stuff. The trail series is three over twenty four and dozens over twenty. So yeah, dozens, and there were yeah. again. We said it last week. I think last I heard there was like eleven double digit fish caught that week, just in the That's kayak insane. stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, this week we've got the uh, the ten invitational winner Glenn Landstrom and the ten winner Ryan Nye. Uh, and Glenn they're, also they're, got second place in the 10, too, so pretty yep. consistent. Yep, we, I was getting there. I was getting there. Yeah. You know, we was going to let that be a little bit of a surprise, but whatever. Pop my oh, bubble. Well, sorry to ruin it. Yeah. But no, uh, so, you know, we won't wait any longer. We'll bring those on. Uh, Mr. Glenn and Mr. Ryan, how are y'all doing? We're glad to have y'all. Good. Thanks for having us. For sure. Good. Glad we were able to awesome. work it out with everybody's schedules and uh, bring y'all stories out here. I know it's been a, I'd say it's probably a stressful week, but y'all probably were enjoying it. The fishing was so good down there. It's probably more stressful coming back home to cold weather and no fishing. And work. And yeah, work. Getting caught back on work uh, after a do, week. Do, out do you ever just get that close when you come back after a successful trip like that to just be like, I don't need y'all. I'm a, like, I'm a professional fisherman now. I'm making the decision. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it would be nice yeah that was an yeah. option to just stay there when i was leaving i was like can i just not do this and just tell work i'm not coming back for a couple weeks <laughs> a couple more weeks that was something at the show this weekend at the expo it was so many people that are like i want to do this for a living i'm like well look here buddy good luck it's not gonna happen like there's it's like a one there yet it's not i wouldn't even say it's a one percenter thing like even the folks that are you know, doing kayak fishing for a living usually have like secondary sources of income, but no overhead. No. Yeah. No responsibility. They're not married, no children. You got to live your life right way before this to <laughs> roll down that path. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how to make that an option, but yeah. And even me neither. Even any, I don't know if anybody does really. Yeah. Without something else, but I still, it blows my mind. Like, cause we get to see a taste of what, it would take to, you know, be a professional fisherman to make it, you know, you, you do these tournaments like y'all did and you see just how much that costs with no, you know, fuel costs, you know, like boat fuel costs and, you know, other things. And it's just like, Jesus, no wonder everybody talks about like the boat pros are broke. you like, they're all struggling. It's just so expensive to do this. But, uh, every now and then you cut you a little check like you guys did. And, uh, <laughs> It makes it a little bit easier for checks. about five minutes. Yeah. Easier well, uh, to sell the idea to the wife, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, mine is not so much. Like, I went a couple, and she's like, cool, you won a couple. You're done, right? No? Well, fuck. I walked in the door, and mine said, you're going to Murray, right? And then you're doing Hobie, and then you're doing it. Sure. Hey, no, that's fantastic, yes. Oh shucks, I guess I got to. I don't want to go to work. Mine's, um, uh, like I just go straight home and hand that check straight to her, and she's just like, "That makes her happy." <laughs> I mean, that's I, how you pay for your next one. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where it starts. I get lucky enough. I don't, it's not up there anymore. I get to keep the little envelope that the cash comes in sometimes. I, you know, I don't get the money that's in it, but the little envelope's cool. You know, a little bit of proof that I did something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, we usually you know, let everybody start off by introducing themselves. So uh, Ryan, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, where you come from and how you got into all this. All right. Yeah, my name is Ryan. I am from Andover, Connecticut. Um, I've been fishing out of the kayak since 2018, I think, and then jumped into the national stuff in 2019 or 2020 and i don't know grinded for a couple years and didn't do great i think it's really hard to jump from the local stuff to that national stuff and just take off i see some people do it but i don't it's a really hard thing to do so you did the or i did the national stuff for a little bit and struggled and then just kind of got on a good streak last year that won a couple events and top five to couple and just stayed consistent which is you know hard to do against that many people like i didn't do a lot of the tournaments that didn't have a big turnout every tournament i went to was over 100 people and wow. you know it was it was good but it's it's definitely a grind but it's fun oh yeah and it, and it you know when you grind like you did it pays off sometimes and it it feels even more, like i know the money can be good but i feel like sometimes beating some of the people that have been doing this for longer is probably you know just as or more rewarding than anything else especially like if you can beat some of these people on their like local waters you know yeah which i think for a lot of the northern people that's what it is like the national championship all the big events are going to be down south because it's just the time of year right um, so you have to be able to travel down there and do something because there's not even water here right now so <laughs> yeah, never mind a tournament. Like, the tournament first will start for another four months. First kayak fishing ice tournament. You have to like break ice to <laughs> get out a hundred yards and drill a hole. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really it about me. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, what about you, Glenn? Uh well, my name is Glenn Landstrom. Um, I live in Indiana, originally from down there in Florida. Uh, Work moved me up here, but uh, the kayak Ooh. fishing. I started in a little eight foot sun dolphin about 10 years ago down there in Florida fishing the Turnpike Canal, and I was hooked ever since I caught the first one out of that stupid little thing and uh, just progressed and gotten stupid from there, you know, $200 kayak to having, I don't know. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, that, that'll break the rule that we our wives don't know what we really spend on this. So, yeah, yeah, eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere in there, right? Someone gave it to me, honey. I promise. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I fished just local stuff. Um, I guess I really kicked off in Lexington. I moved over to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, for a while and fished with um, the guys in Bluegrass Yakmasters. Um, mm -hmm. And man, I really, really got hooked on the tournament thing there. So, wow, Tried that's where I'm originally from, Lexington. That's kind of crazy. Oh, are you? It's yeah. Two weeks yeah. in a row, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, no. right last right last week was circles. Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Uh, what what kind of what, what boats y'all running now? I've I've got a, a Hobie PA fourteen. Nice. I'm in an autopilot, Old Town Autopilot one twenty. Sweet. Yeah, I like those it. are both good rigs. 
Only thing I don't like about the autopilot is all the moving of them I did this weekend, and that thing is a beast to move around. <laughs> that and the PAs. Yeah, they they were worried about like don't scratch the floors. We get we have to pay by the scratch. I don't want to carry that boat across that expo. Like, sorry about your floor. That's why I went with the 120 because it's a little bit lighter than the 136, but there's still all the all the <clears> boats now that everyone is using are so heavy and. I mean, they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and heavier and putting more stuff on them and (laughs) more power and more this and more that. I thought the little like micro skiff thing was going to take off like the the solo, the solo brand skiff and the I think like Hoodoo Kayaks made one. I know uh, Robert Weicker was really, you know, pumping on those. I was for sure that was going to be the next thing. And those things aren't light neither. But who knows? Like. I'm kind of happy that right now there's the rule where it's like your watercraft can't be more than 17 feet, 15 feet. I can't remember what it is, but I hope they don't ever change that because someone, I mean, Hobie just cut out the tandem PA 17. There opens up a new market for that for us bass dudes. They'll come back (laughs) and it'll just get ridiculous (laughs) at that point. They brought out another 17. 17. I'd have it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I'm over here, like, poking jabs at it, but I think a place 17. is... We'd have to have doubles tournaments. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, it would be a little overkill at that point, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, I've actually seen a guy with a 17 there. set up solo, and it's ridiculous. Like, it's... it's AJ had, had one for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I saw some guy on the coast. Dude, he's got, like, an 18-horse Suzuki on it, and... uh he only uses the rear seat and like the whole rest of the boats, like rigging and tackle and crap. And he can, like walk all over. It. It's so nuts. I was like, what? I mean, still cheaper in a boat, I guess. <laughs> little, little tangent. <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah. So again, we're talking about the 10 and the 10 invitational. So, uh, like we said earlier, we kind of already hit trail one and trail two day, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So Glenn, if you want to recap kind of your, your day one and day two, you know, and winning the 10 invitational to, you know, grab your seat into the, you know, the Covenant 10 house that, you know, everybody tries to get to. Uh, just tell us about your experience going into that. And then we'll, we'll get both of y'all talking about the actual 10 invitational event. Uh, well, for the most part, it was nuts. <laughs> I, uh, I went down on a wing and a prayer. I, I try to make that trip. I haven't made it in two years. Uh, and I was able to get off. I was, done remodeling the house to the point where I could leave. Um, so last minute I packed up, signed up and drove down there. I got there Wednesday. It was, uh, an insane amount of wind. It was probably 20 to 30 mile an hour gusts. And, uh, I went out on walking water, I think, on day on that first day and at about capsized, I was on the North, the North shore, kind of where the Creek speed in there. And uh, it was rough. I didn't. I didn't get a bite the whole first day, so I didn't think. You know, I didn't think I had a shot. I usually mm-hmm. fish tiger. The day, let's see, Thursday, I went to tiger, and uh, I caught one fish. <laughs> it was about eight pounds, but it was one fish. You know, and that's just not gonna not gonna cut it against those guys. So, not gonna uh, cut it. But I mean, if I'm only gonna catch one, I'm. I mean, eight yeah. pounds is nice. <laughs> that will make it worth it a little bit. <laughs> It was fun. Yeah, I, I didn't even mean to hook it. Um, 
I learned a few things uh, in the tent house about about free fishing and shaking them off, which that was a great experience. And I mean, I, I'll, I'll be 49 <clears throat> at the end of this month. Been fishing since I was nine years old and had no idea how to truly how to shake fish off and how to fish them like that. So <laughs> I took that away, that information with me. But um, I caught the one eight on on Tiger and packed up about three o'clock, I guess. And went to Kissimmee and found a little spot uh, fishing with a guy that I was camping with. And uh, I think I caught like six in about 10 minutes. And I was like, Man, this, this might be a good spot, you know. Hmm. Uh, went back Friday and tried to shake them off. But when you drive 14 and a half hours to South Florida or Central Florida, whatever. I want to. I want to hold that thing. Yeah, <laughs> so it's no. Like, it's if like, they bite, oh, I'm wrecking them. Like, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. I'm. I'm ripping lips. <laughs> so, <laughs> I touched quite a few Friday, and I shouldn't have. But um, I went to bed pretty confident. I was at least going to get a limit, you know, and I wasn't going to throw up a goose egg on on day one. I was. I was happy with that. So, uh, day one rolls around, and. I had all kinds of electrical issues. I got up and my Yak Power uh, control module box or something fried in it. Mm. Um, so I'm racing, soldering all my wires together in a big knot. I mean, they're like the size of a golf ball. I've just got them all hot and I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just dumping the solder to it. You know, and I got, got everything to light up. I get to the ramp. I go to throw on my, my 360 light and it works for about, 15 seconds and then overheats or something and shuts off. It keeps doing that on and off, on and off. I'm like, there's, I think there was about six other guys launching where I was. And, uh, I thought, man, these guys are gonna, if I leave, they're gonna DQ me, you know, they're gonna say something. So, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I stuck there holding a bottle and my cell phone, <laughs> you know, for a 360. <laughs> and it wow, worked, you know, I mean, it was, it was glowing back there, you know, so and I'm driving with one hand and <laughs> with the, with the motor guide and holding my 360 light here. But I get to my spot and, and there's another guy right behind, I see him coming behind me. And I thought, that gummit, mean, there's somebody coming over here. And it was, it was Florida Jerry. If you, if you know who that is, um, and there was this little little cove, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll fish this. And sure enough, he went around me around the corner. I went, son of a bitch, he's, he's going right to my spot. I know he is. <laughs> so I, a couple topwater casts, and I caught like a two-pound crappie on a, on a spook. And um, 
Wow. Nope, nothing else was showing. I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. So I come around the corner and he, it's like he took my waypoints from the day before. He was literally sitting in the patch of the semi that I wanted to flip. <clears throat> but I held back. I watched him for about 20 minutes, just kind of flipping around, wasn't getting any bites, kind of watching what, what he was throwing and the direction he was going to make sure he wasn't going to like circle back into or anything. And he kind of moved off. It's like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going to take it. Uh, I mean, I went in there 60, 70 yards behind him and first flip was like a 21 and three quarters. And it just, it was just wow. on from there. It was just one right after another. I, I had a pretty, pretty hmm. good first day. Yeah. Yeah. 96 but. inches. You, uh, you smoked them first day. It was good enough for uh fifth on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, uh, fifth and there was, you know, it's just, a just under three inches between, uh, you in first place. So it was a pretty tight, I mean, second through fifth was only three quarters of an inch difference. So it was a really tight, uh, top five. So you could whack on them. Hey, that's a little loud, Jared. Calm down over there. My bad. Just knocking <laughs> stuff down everywhere. <laughs> But uh, well, tell tell us about day two. How how did that go? You know, did you? But after day one, were you kind of like, you know, one more solid day, and I know I've got the seat to the ten, or were you worried about oh, any shit, of those no. guys? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not a chance, dude. I I mean, I was I was thinking to myself, man, if I made top twenty, I I think I've accomplished something. Um, I've done the national championship several times, and. Every time it's down south on, on Caddo, uh, Gunnersville, whatever, I, I get on the bike. I figure them out, and then it's the same old story with every, a lot of people. You know, it's like son of a bitch, you know, tournament day. They're just they're just not there, or, or I'm having, you know, angler error. I'm not setting the hook hard enough, or I'm setting it too hard and whatnot. So I didn't, I didn't think I had a chance. I, I figured fate was, was just going to be like, nope. <laughs> Sorry about your life. Not yet. <laughs> I, uh, cause, I mean, that's what happened to me down at Caddo at what was the national championship down there about four, four years ago. Hmm. Just anyway, yeah, um, <clears throat> let's see. Day two, I uh, went back to my exact same hole. The whole time, all four tournament days, I leaned on the same. I said 800, I think it was more about 600 yard stretch. Just, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But uh, day day two started out. Um, I had talked Did you to have Jerry. company again? No, Jerry didn't go there. I, I met him at the ramp and, and told him what I did. And he's like, man, I watched you sitting there wearing them out. He's like, I know you're sitting good. He's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not even going to go over there. So it's like hats off to him. That was super freaking cool. Um, first cast, not first cast, fourth cast of the morning. I caught like, I'm going to say 24 and an eight because it was almost a quarter, but Jeez. it was, it was over 10 pounds. It was a toad. And, uh, man, I thought it was on. I thought man, with what I was catching yesterday. Instantly. I was like, oh, I'm doing 108 today. No, no question about it. And, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> I had ground and ground for nothing but 16 inches pretty much all day. Um, I think I had one more kicker fish, but I don't remember what it was anymore but like a seven i think i got a 17 and a half on here that's pretty is that what it is yeah so it was it was just like all the big females were gone it didn't matter um like i caught all my fish between 
pretty mainly two locations. It had to be uh, isolated Kissimmee grass, and there had to be a really thick, thick, super tight patch of it. And I think they were just like backed up to it. You know, like mm-hmm. they were making a bed that was kind of like their, a wall behind them. You know, they could protect it. Um, yeah. And and there needed to be a couple pads right next to it. You know, even if it was just one lily pad, those big bull pads that curl up. Uh, had to be one of those right next to it. And everywhere there was Kissimmee grass and a piece, and w- at least one lily pad, there was a bass on it. But if they weren't there, they were in the arrowheads right next to it, you know, with Kissimmee grass and arrowheads. So you had to figure out. It might take took me an hour, you know. It's like, well, if they're not here, they're here. If they're not here, they're here. But but that's that was the stressful part for me. <laughs> yeah. I would think I, as soon as you think you got them figured out, you know, you go out the next morning and you're flipping Kissimmee grass. There's nothing there. And you're flipping pads. There's nothing there. Come to find out, they've moved up to two foot overnight instead of four foot. So. But you stuck to yeah. the flipping plan the whole time. I I punched the entire tournament. I caught one fish pre-fishing on a chatterbait, and and that was it. Um, yeah, I don't. I couldn't get a moving bite bait. <laughs> do you got any tips for anybody like going to Florida to do some punching? Because I know a lot of guys. Uh, I mean, maybe not the Kissimmee chain, but guys, a lot of guys like, you know, they take trips to like Okeechobee and stuff to go, go flip the grasses down there and stuff. Any, any tips for flipping there versus flipping anywhere else or punching? I I grew up on Okeechobee um, on the South end at Slim's fish camp. And Hmm. I'll tell you, my biggest thing is pick a small spot. Don't no running and gunning is it doesn't matter where you're at in Florida there there's bass there i don't if you're throwing you're not getting bit doesn't mean the bass aren't there they're they're there there's just there's millions of fish down there so one of the areas i fished was um like a super it was it was like a lane of sawgrass but each root system of the sawgrass was about five to six feet apart and i flipped every single one of them i mean from one 600 yards i watched it um on my graph so each day pre-fishing and tournament fishing i change the color of my route um and overlay it you know so i'm always fishing on black but i'll put pink and light green and white Hmm. uh, for each previous day so i know if i'm going over the exact same spot so i know i never hit the same read the exact same time or the you know twice um but every single one you got to pick it apart so i'm getting at yeah thorough like thoroughly yeah, very not, not, not very running and gunning. no like when i was flipping kissimmee grass <clears throat> if there was a patch that was four foot around i hit it every 12 inches all the way around wow and i might not get bit here but 12 inches over i catch a 20 inch you got to hit them in the face yeah they're, they're fat and lazy and there's tons of food down there they don't generally go chasing after food yeah 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 something's gonna those. come right past them at any time that's, well, that's a really good piece of advice. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, you did, man. You put it together. You ended up with 187 inches, and you, uh, you know, cashed your checks and jumped into the tin house, uh, which is, I mean, <laughs> hard to do. I mean, yeah. I've seen tons of close races. We follow it every year. It's it's always, you know, right down to the wire to to jump in that, and you got in by an inch and a half, yeah. and that's. <laughs> That's Very pretty close. epic. Yeah. So, um, and you beat out the guy that got in last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a half. Yeah. 
Yeah, talk about cashing checks. I I didn't even know we were getting paid for the tent. <laughs> all the guys, all the guys at the tent house were laughing and busting my balls. They're like, "What do you mean you don't? Get, of course you're getting paid. It's a tournament." I'm like, "I thought it was a winner take all thing. I had no idea." <laughs> so hey, look, was, guys, I did pretty... no research. I didn't think I was going to be here. Okay, like, exactly. Back off. I didn't even have here. clothes. <laughs> Everybody else is looking forward to free gear and like a few more days to fish down there. And this man's like, do we have a washer and dryer? Cause I am out of Yeah. Pack food for this. <laughs> well, Ryan, uh, how did your fishing go leading up to the 10? Cause obviously, you know, being already qualified, you know, your eyes are kind of set on that, that bigger tier event coming up, just you and 10 other guys. But uh, how, how was your week leading up to it? The week leading up was pretty good. I, I didn't even sign up for the 10 Invitational. Um, I just went for the trail series. <clears throat> um, so I kind of used Saturday as like my day to try to see what my area had. Um, but I guess I can go back before that pre-fishing. I tried a couple different lakes and um, there's Crooked Lake down there, which is deeper and it just sets up more like what I'm used to here. So mm -hmm. I wanted to give that a good look so i went there for two days and there's fish on beds all over the place and i was like oh if it gets warm this place is going to be insane like i want to <laughs> i want to be here when the females push up because you could go and catch as many 13 14 inch males as you wanted to it was just nearly impossible to find a big one <laughs> like i just couldn't do it so i spent a few days there and then jumped over to um, marion which is where i ended up fishing for the rest of the time um until sunday but um so i i had a spot at marion that i liked and i knew that it was gonna be busy there so i i spent my trail on day one just trying to find plan b c d e f <laughs> anything but that because i was oh, like okay i know there's fish there I went pre-fishing. I caught a 22, a 21 and a half, a 19 change, all flipping pads. And I was like, okay, the quality's here. You just got to find them. You just got to <laughs> find an area or find something. Um, so I found a little area in pre-fishing and then the tournament it ended up, there was just guys all over there. Um, and the first day I actually ran to a spot across the lake and I looked behind me and Casey Reed was like, following me right behind me and i was like oh this isn't good we're going to the same place and we're both in the 10 like this, this isn't what i want so instant um, anxiety yeah i was like all right well i'm not gonna fish this much so i just left and he stayed or whatever he did but i didn't see him again um and i just went looking for something else so i really just kind of threw away my whole plan then and was like i'm just gonna go try to find something else mm. um which i never really did so I spent all day Saturday trying to find something. I caught four fish for the trail event. Um, and then Sunday I had like a 17 and a 12 at like 11 o'clock. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to load up and I'm going to go to crooked and see if those females pushed up. Cause if the females pushed up for the 10, I thought that I would have a good shot to go there and do something. And I went to crooked and ran around and caught 13 inches and, just really went looking. I had, I think I got there at like 1230 or one o'clock and ran 45 minutes across the lake and basically just burned the end of my tournament, but I used it as pre-fishing for the 10. 
Right. Um, and Makes they sense. still weren't up. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I really just relied on that one spot that I found at Marion and um, just grounded out there. And uh, I thought it was going to be a flipping bite and it wasn't <laughs> for me. <laughs> I know it seemed like there was a decent amount of people there for the trail and for the 10, but um, I don't know if you want me to dive into the 10, what I did there, but yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, day, day one of the 10. Uh, we'll, we'll let you talk about transition. Your, yeah, man. We'll talk <laughs> so, about your day one and then we'll let Glenn talk on his. Okay. So, um, so day one, I kind of did the same thing and I had talked to Casey on Sunday and Monday and I was like, are you going back to the, like that spot? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start at the other end of my stuff and I'll work my way towards you. Cause it's all I got and I don't know what else to do. And I fished the rest <laughs> of that lake for two days and I couldn't find another bite. So, um, so he was awesome. And he was like, yeah, dude, that's fine. Don't worry about me. And I was like, all right, well, don't worry about me either. If you want to come through here, do it. If you don't, don't whatever. Um, and that it worked out really good, but, the first day I caught a 19, 19.25 or something within the first 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, like this is going to be, there's fish here, the quality's here. And then it was like 13 and a half, 13.75, <laughs> 16. Mm. Like, and I was just grinding out. Like, I think I got seven bites all day or eight bites all day. Like I just didn't, the flipping bite went away. I caught some on a shaky head. I, I caught a big one. I caught like a 21 flipping, but that was the only flipping bite I had all day and then just ground out a couple more um, until there was probably two hours left. And I caught one on the frog um, nice. that just, it like came out of the water and destroyed the frog and it like front flipped and it like, it was all the way out of the water and I set the hook and the frog was gone. It like didn't give that thing a chance. And I was like, well, this is what I should have been doing all day. Um, but yeah, I don't when they start eating it like that. Yeah, yeah. So that cold from like a 13 to an 18 and change or something. Um, and then I went the rest of the day with like a 13 in my bag. And I was like, mm, this isn't good. I need to get rid of that. I need to get rid of that. With that group of guys and you have a 13-inch fish in your bag on the first day, you're probably not giving yourself the best chance to win. Um, and I knew that and – I threw that frog a bunch and um, Austin was actually videoing me for the last hour, probably hour, hour and a half on day one. And he watched me miss two fish. And then a pontoon came cruising through the pads that I was fishing. And it just like, it just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't meant to happen. Yeah. Um, so I ended the day with that 13, but I did find that frog bite late on the first day. So that's awesome. There was benefits and I was sitting in fifth. I still had a decent bag. I think I had 80, 89 and a half. Yeah, you were, you were sitting good. Uh, yeah. Stewart, Josh Stewart came in with the big bag with 98 and a half, you know, mm. and just a, a huge bag, probably on the Senko. If, if we were to dial him up right now, I guarantee you he's throwing a Senko. <laughs> I'd be shocked if he wasn't throwing a Senko in Florida. Um, and then, Glenn, you were, you were seventh. Uh, tell us about your day one. Uh, I didn't have a bite, I think, for the first two hours. So... As you can imagine, I was I was very disheartened. Did, yeah. did you know at this point that you would get paid either way, though? 
Uh, no, not on day okay. one. I had no idea. I don't <laughs> but think. on day two, he was like, oh. Do you remember, Ryan? We were laughing about it. I, I don't remember. I, I don't think I had it. I don't think I had any idea at that point. I think you told me that, that after the end of day two. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was at the end <laughs> of day two. Maybe it was two. the end of day one. I don't remember. We were going to dinner or something. And you we, were were going, like, we were walking through the parking lot, and you were like, I was like, wait a minute. He was just saying everybody. It was day two, because that's when he announced uh, everybody gets you know their entry of a thousand or whatever, and then we bump up from fifth place on up. And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> I'm cutting a check? Awesome. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I went two hours, dude, without a bite. It was nuts. Um, and the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm like, "It's 45 minute ride back to the ramp." I was like, "Just go to the ramp and run the tiger, and at least." For me, it fish is small, and I, I know I watched the show uh, that you did with both the mics, and Mike had mentioned, uh, I think it was part of, I think he had said tiger, fish is small. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, I don't like the way that it fishes small. But in a kayak, to me, that's a good thing. I mean, you need to have enough area to last you for an eight-hour tournament, but but small is good. Yeah, you're small. He, he was and you worried can't about get, like the pressure there and uh, the other people. And, and I, yeah. yeah, but it's hard if you're on them. If you're on the right bait, it, other it's hard for other people to catch your fish. And you, you know, guys are fishing like Tuesday or Wednesday in the middle of the week, so you're not going to see right. as much of that. Right. So that'd be so, the perfect time to move to that. <laughs> I I contemplated it over and over in my head, and I kept. I don't know. I fought with myself. My inner demon was like, don't do that. That's stupid. You're going to lose an hour and a half of your day. Because <laughs> by the time you load up and then I had to drive, I think, 30 minutes from where I had launched. So I would have lost a considerable amount. But I was like, for, the for fish us. keep moving up. They're, they have to be here. They're just, they've just changed. And yeah. that that day, day one, they had all moved to arrowheads. Every fish I caught was, was on an arrowhead batch. I couldn't get a bite in Kissimmee grass. Um, I did catch one on top water uh, on a spook. That fish was beat up. I mean, it looked like it had been it had been run over with a steamroller, and it, it was it almost looked dead. I video I videoed it because it had so many marks. I don't know if like a small gator had grabbed it or whatever, but it the damn thing looked dead. Had had uh, boils all over it and stuff. But it, just, uh, it was alive when I let it go. Injury. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't even eat that thing. That was scary looking. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I just grounded out. I lost a lot of fish, and I learned a valuable lesson. And you'd think, oh, well, you grew up there, you should know that. But when I grew up there, uh, there was a bait company called Renegade, and they made this obnoxious orange pumpkin seed worm. Right, you could get them at every gas station, and that's what I fished with. We'd we'd hit the banks. We'd trespass on people's ponds and that's what we threw was this stupid orange pumpkin seed on a hook didn't know anything about punching and all that stuff so <laughs> constantly pulling uh and i fished tokyo rig the whole time i was going to keep it like this big secret my wife's like don't tell anybody you're fishing a tokyo rig and then i saw mike talking about look i'm fishing a tokyo rig and i thought god dang it you son of a gun you can't tell people <laughs> but <laughs> So I fished Tokyo rig, <clears throat> but I got it hung. I mean, like every other cast, I was using a little um, biz baits, cutter crawl, and black and red, and everybody throws blue and red. So in my mind, I thought, 
this red and black is just triggering something in them. It's it's springtime down there, and orange and reds go well in springtime. And yeah. um, speaking on that, I was only brought one pack down there, and that's not a local brand. This is a company out of North Carolina. So the night before, Jim and I were super gluing them back together, like in pieces <laughs> i was able to get one fish for one, each bait uh, until they were just they were just done there wasn't any fixing them but uh i don't know that's about it i just i just kept grinding i actually had to look back because <clears throat> i'm old my memory doesn't serve me well but i'm looking i had 19 and a whole crap load of 17s um but yeah 88 inches man it's still a solid day yeah and i figured uh, out what i was saying is i learned a good lesson i'm sorry to go back but um, pulling that hook through the sawgrass, you know, constantly getting hung and you got to pull straight up. Don't pull against it, you know, cause it cuts through. It was constantly wearing on that hook and I had no point on it. And I realized that when I stabbed myself with it and it didn't even, I mean, it didn't even poke the skin. And I went, Jesus, no wonder I'm losing one fish right up. Cause I was laying into him. I, like I stand on my seat and I've got dual yak, yak, uh, packs in the back of the kayak and I'll stand on them those two and I was setting the hook so hard I fell fell face first and face planted right into the front hatch trying to set the hook on this fish and I still come unpinned I mean like they come at me and they just whoop, off they go and I got so damn mad I was like beating my rod on the water like a seven-year-old throwing a tantrum out there like it's not a <laughs> anyway then I <laughs> I hit the side of the kayak with that rod, and I knew when I heard that rod hit, I went, oh, oh no. <laughs> The next, like, five minutes later, I get a bite. The wife texts me. And, and she, I think it's funny. A lot of times when she texts me, and she thinks it's bothering me, and I tell her it's not, you know, because I'm just like, hey, Siri, whatever, and answer it. That like, my phone's going off. Um, Somebody calling right now. Shit. Let me know if you have to make a call. <laughs> Siri's always listening. Always listening. But um, as soon as she texts, I got a bite. And I I laid into this fish, desperate, you know, trying to get some upgrades. Because I think it was about 2 o'clock, and I still had several 13, 14-inch fish. And um, anyway, I'm fighting it. About the second time I reeled down, she just boink, snaps, breaks the rod in half. It's like, I didn't even get mad because I knew it was my fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm handlining this fish, man, and I get it. And it's like a 17 and a half. It's like, thank God, my day's finally changing. And it did. I mean, it was like, it was one 17 and a half, I guess, roughly. One right after another after that. But couldn't find a big bite in anywhere. All the big fish are gone. <laughs> it still held up for you, it sounds like. And I mean, well, that, yeah, that's what, I was, that, that was my uh, next question was like, how, how did y'all feel, you know, after, you know, day one seeing, you know, Stuart coming in with, you know, 98 inches and just his reputation with being at the 10 so many times and he always puts up good bags. How, how did each of y'all feel going into day two, you know, fifth and seventh place? Did you think you had a chance or have the spot to make a real run to, you know, possibly win or get up, you know, top two, uh, or were you kind of just going out to enjoy it the next day or how, how did y'all approach it? Either one of y'all can start. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start. Um, I, I went out on day two or after day one, like thinking I didn't lose it on day one, but I definitely didn't give myself the best chance. 
but I didn't think I was out of this it. Point. I was yeah. like, I still have a shot. I just, I mean, you're looking at the leaderboard and you're like, I don't know who was in each spot, but any of any of the guys in front or behind me can put up a big bag at any time and flip the whole thing on its head. So hoping that four people slip is probably unlikely, but if you can go out and, I mean, just catch them or do Execute. something different or, I mean, there's 24s and 25s and, you know, you get a good bag and then throw one of those in, like at the end of the day, you're going to be sitting pretty. So I, it's never, it was never out of the question, but I didn't think that those guys were going to slip. And I mean, most of them really didn't like most of them. Like I know Derek had two really good days. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I know most of those guys didn't slip at all and they just kept catching them and, and, and Glenn coming off of two already good days has another good day. It's like, okay, he's probably got enough fish for one more. Like he's not just going to fall <laughs> off tomorrow. So it's, it was definitely not confident in it, but. I mean, what, second through seventh was like three inch separation between all. Right. Of them. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you, you can psych yourself out of it, but just like you said, you, you know, you can see that, just like you said, anybody or above you can slip and anybody below you can, you know, get on them. And then the same thing goes for you where you're sitting, you know, you can either slip and knock yourself out of it, or you can have one jam up good day and take it home, which happened. Um, what about you, Glenn? Like, how are you thinking going into day two? Uh, honestly, <laughs> with the names that are in there, just like Josh throwing that up, I thought it makes sense. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's gonna run away with it i you know every time i click on kai fishing fishing's back uh facebook page it's you know it's josh stewart it's cody milton it's these guys like ryan that are just i'm a nobody you know nobody knows who i am I'm and, just happy uh, to be so here. i didn't think i didn't yeah i'm just happy to be there i was lucky to be there like insanely lucky i still say it it's just i happened to happened upon a spot with a lot of fish and just picked the right the right bait. It's just dumb luck. <laughs> I ground out. You know, I worked hard for it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you had I, like I, almost ninety something inches every day. I don't know if I'd say that's luck at that point. Like that's <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of skill involved in that. And you just yeah. said you caught it behind people, so yeah, <laughs> I did. That. Yeah, I did. It, I don't. I don't even remember how day two started. Um, I know it didn't start amazing. I think I know I, I know I retied obviously everything you know the night before, um, so I had a brand new hook going in and I caught my first three or four fish and I thought well that was obviously my problem yesterday which I honestly think I may have been right at the hundred inch mark on day one I was I was just let losing that many good fish, um, wow, so I knew they were there and I thought. Uh, you know, I'm going back. I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat this horse till it's dead. So I, <laughs> and, and I called my wife the night before, and I said, I think I'm gonna start on the far north end of my stretch and, and work backwards because those fish down there have never seen my bait first thing in the morning, whereas these have. You know, <laughs> if it For ain't broke, don't fix it. She's like, get <laughs> out of your head. <laughs> yeah, quit, quit overthinking it. Just start where you were and shut up. And I was like, all right, fine. So I literally went to the exact spot I caught that 24-inch fish, and I'm flipping and flipping. Ain't no fish here. I should have went to the north. <laughs> but um, anyway, moved on. I caught caught three or four, and I, so I felt I felt pretty good. I had 
little trouble uploading them that day. So I didn't load anything, if I recall, until about 11. Um, mm -hmm. But I had just a, kind of an average bag in the about 87 inches, I think, um, by midday. And then I saw this this guy. There was a lot of people pre-fishing. I think there was a big bass uh, boat tournament coming in the next weekend. So this guy was just running and gunning right up the um, the airboat trail. You know, it's a little clear as far as as far as vegetation, and he's just screaming a buzz bait, like I, he's using a nine to one reel, a tranks or something. Jeez. And he's just run, 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 run. I could see this thing from sixty yards putting off spray. This had to have been a giant buzz bait, and he's catching them. You know, just catching six, fifteen, sixteen inch buck bass. And I thought. He'd throw that fish off, he'd hit his waypoint, and he'd just keep keep motoring. You know, he wasn't looking to catch a big bag. He was just checking for fish. I saw him do that, and I thought, man, if he kept caught two on a buzzbait back-to-back right there, I said, there's got to be a big fish there, you know? So I went right over where he was at, and the first cast, the first flip was like a 21 and a half. I couldn't believe it. Barely got it. As soon as he gets the net, comes out of the hook or the hook comes out again went around a little bit more um like the other side of that little that was lily patch the other side of the lilies caught like a 21 and a half or 21 and a quarter and then at like three it's on my video it's like 349 or something i caught a 19 and a half and i knew i had done well you know at that point i was they shut the board down i'm getting done done fishing i'm packing shit up and i'm going through my numbers i'm like dang i got like over 95 inches today, I might make the top five, you know, I'm going to be excited if I, if I split the field against all these stacked anglers, just freaking Joe, nobody, I'm, I'm stoked, you know? So I was, I was blown away to pull off a second place finish. Yeah. Not 97 and three quarters on day two. Nuts. I mean, wow. yeah. I, that, Paying attention to your surroundings is so big. A lot of guys, I know a lot of guys complain about fishing behind people. I've got friends in boats that they will get to, we'd roll up in an area, they'd see other guys fishing docks or something, and they just get mad and want to go somewhere else. No, let them go and then go clean it up, you know, learn from what they're doing. And uh, it worked out for you. That That's pretty cool. I'd love to know what buzzbait he was throwing, though, to be burning it that I hard mean, that much spray i need to know what buzz bait that is it's a musky buzz bait <laughs> yeah big old plug <laughs> i'm telling you it had to have been i was easily 60 to 75 yards away and i could see the water coming off off that bait i was like what? <laughs> i have to see throwing over there and then he looks up and i was like i'm looking through my box thinking about it. i better be tying a buzz bait on i might do something but i just <laughs> stuck to my guns Flip, flip, flip. Punch so you, you had a good feeling you were sitting pretty good. So, so Ryan, take us through your your uh, epic day two. Yeah. So I kind of <laughs> did the opposite of what Glenn did, and I, I was on that flipping bite, and then I found the frog later in the day on day one, and I was like, I'm going to throw this whole flipping thing away, and I'm not going to stick to my guns, <laughs> and I'm going to go and see, see what this frog's all about. Because I didn't get – I think I caught – one fish on a frog pre-fishing there like it wasn't good it wasn't anything crazy but it just made sense like the area i was in the pads the like the big roots that like float up from the pads all that stuff and it's you can flip all that but it 
like Glenn was saying, you got it takes you forever. Like if you want to go in and flip every pad individually, you're gonna be there for you don't have enough time. Like and that tournament was a little bit longer than the other tournament, but still you don't have the time to do it. Um but I thought that I could fish I started out pretty shallow. So I was like, all right, let me see what shallow I call like a 13 and a 15 and a 13. And some of them were missing it, and I would throw like a Senko at them, and then they would bite that. And I'm like, all right, well, there's small fish shallow. So, like, if these fish are coming in, if the males are this shallow, then the females aren't far behind. So, I pushed off the bank a little bit and started fishing pad fields um, with that frog. And nice. it wasn't long before I caught a 20, I think I had like a 20.25. And then I don't know what I was doing. Like, I don't know if I, like, whatever. If I took the picture and I was, like, looking at my phone to see a time or what I was doing, but I just bombed the frog back out over this pad field, and it hits the water, and I, like, look down, and I just hear a fish blow up, and I was like, hmm, wonder if that was on me. <laughs> so I just, like, reel down and set the hook on it. I'm like, yep, okay. And then that was, like, 19 and change. And all of these fish that I caught, except for one, was in this little – it was maybe a 50-yard – patch of pads with like the roots and all that stuff and wow like some some of the pads were like flat on top of the water and the other ones were the ones that like grow out of the water it was like a mix of different stuff there was some grass under them um because that's what i was looking for when i was flipping was the green grass underneath the pads Cause sometimes you'd flip in there and it was like mucky like yeah and i never caught fish in that but if you flipped in there and got green grass then that's where the fish were which makes perfect sense to anybody um yeah but so i just fished over top of where i had flipped the day before with the frog and for some reason that area i don't know if they were moving into like that was just how they move into that little back pocket or what that was but so would I that had, be like more like a staging area you think maybe i think so yeah i think that's what it was and the if you were shallow it was all little little males it wasn't those big fish didn't seem to be shallow like they were like the 19 I caught the day before was shallows and almost no water. Um, and these fish were in, you know, four feet, three feet, something like that. But I fished that pad stretch for a while. And then I had 99 inches for a long time. <laughs> like, I think it was like four hours. I had 99 inches and I was like, you know what? I'm going to run back to where I missed those two. When Austin was videoing me the day before, I was like, I'm going to run back there. Cause I know, that they were at least biting the frog there yesterday. So I went back there and I fished through it and didn't get any blow ups. Then I turned around, I fished something else. I came back, I caught a 17 and a half, which didn't help. And like four minutes left, I caught another 20.25. Oh my God. So yeah, I was like, which usually is not me at all. Usually it's like 10 o'clock and I'm done. I don't catch anything else. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but for some reason, that frog that day was just insane. And it was the same thing. They were eating it like, it was gone before you even saw him blow up. Super on it. aggressive. It was, it was insane, but it was really that one patch. Like if I didn't find that one patch, that would have been a whole different story. But, and I, I think that makes you realize how many fish I missed flipping the day before. That's yeah. So, that's, that's <laughs> nuts. Struggling to get five the day before. And then I'm, I don't even know. I threw back 17 after 17 after 17 on the second day. Did you know you're on a good day when, you catch a 17 and they're like, nope. Like, 
I've only done that one time in my life, and that is a freaking awesome feeling when you hold a 17 and just like, I don't need you. <laughs> like any other day, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1875 was my small, and I could not get rid of it. Gosh. And I was like, this is not a bad problem to have, but I really want to need a 100. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, Please let me break 100. How can I do this? And is that your long? first century? Your first 100 inch? day or yeah i think so i think i was close a couple of years ago at candlewood um but that was a whole different style that was a bed tournament and, but I, it didn't i didn't break 100 i think i was at like 98 or something and so. you can't you know a, a bed fishing epic day is awesome but you can't frog be a fishing 100 inch top water day, day. <laughs> <Bruh. Yeah. laughs> everything was on a frog i'll trade everything. in every other piece of tackle i own just to do that like top water is king that's... And I don't do it. Like at home, I, I don't throw because I hate how many you miss. <laughs> you know they're there and they blow up on it and they blow out of the water and you miss it. And I, I don't throw it a lot for that reason. And for some reason, just came this together was for the you. opposite. It was, you weren't missing. Like I, I missed a couple, of course, it's frog fishing, but I didn't miss nearly as many as you typically miss frog fishing. Does it make so. you think you're something you're going to keep in your hand more often? Yeah, probably like keep, keep it, a little, keep it keep around. Your arsenal. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. Well, did you? How are you feeling? So, so, so Glenn knew he was had a good day and was sitting pretty good to possibly jump up the leaderboard. How are you feeling when you you finally busted a hundred? Where you like got it? You don't y'all can't touch me or? No, absolutely not. I looked at it like I did what I could do, but yeah, the, I mean. Like we were saying it's before, you look at that list. Russ was at 99 when that went off, and he had caught two 24s or whatever it was leading up to that tournament. I'm like, I know he's around giant fish, and that's what my thought was. I need to catch one of those. I need a 24 or something crazy just to make this like make a real push at this because I yeah. was what was I behind eight inches, nine inches going into the day two. Yeah. So I was like, I did what I could, but if any of those guys have a day like they did on the first day. I mean, they're not leaving a lot of room for anybody to do much, but no, I definitely didn't think I had it. I, there was, I mean, it crosses your mind. Like maybe I did enough, but then you look at the list and you're like, there ain't no way. Yeah, that, That's usually how I feel when I have a good day. I immediately tell myself like, if I'm doing this good, someone else is killing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I Especially got a hundred inches. Everybody got a hundred inches. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it worked out. That's how, awesome. You know, uh, we, we covered the tournament and, you know, everybody knows it by now. You know, you, you came in with a hundred and a half, ended up with 190 and, you know, Glenn, you, you moved up, you know, an insane amount. You moved up into second with 185 and three quarters. And I could be wrong, but I think that's the highest finish from the 10 invitational winner. So the, the invite into the house. I think you have finished higher than any other. Cause I don't think anyone that was uh, the last pick in has won it. I'm, I'm hmm. almost positive with that, I'm but gonna uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check and we'll, we'll fact check it, but I'm, I'm pretty positive. That's the truth. Cause I always root for the underdog when they come in. <laughs> like every year somebody <laughs> yeah. comes in that I don't know. I know nothing about that person in the 10 house, but I want you to beat the piss out of all those other guys in the 10 house just because, <laughs> uh same thing with me in any other sport too always go for the underdog yeah. but what was uh ryan have you ever been in the tin house no that was you hadn't been time. in the tin house and either that, getting in there is just a goal in itself you know right. it's something yeah. that's so hard to do never mind 
even competing with those guys and trying to win that tournament. Like I got in and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like whatever happens, you can go out and like, you don't want to zero, but like, as long as you catch a limit, like, yeah. Hey, I'm cool with that. This is fun. And you get to hang out with that group of people and it's you get just some fun. So cool stuff and a bunch of memories, but, but what was your experience? Like, how was the experience of the house? You know, like, Everything you thought it might be completely different. Obviously different for Glenn. He didn't know he was getting paid. So if he didn't know he was getting paid, he probably didn't know he was getting all sorts of cool free stuff. Oh, I had no idea. I walked in the door and I went, I went, holy shit, now this is a captain's bag. Oh, that's for me? Yeah. That's a, is this a mistake? I got the I got Cody's room. Yeah, sorry. Hey, yeah, no, I think it was a little bit different than the past because we were more in like the like a motel style. So everyone had their own rooms, like in a, but we were all together, um, which was cool. It was kind of, and I knew that going down, that's what it was going to be. I knew that it wasn't going to be the typical like 10 house like it was in the past, but it was fine with me. And then, yeah, just getting, just getting to hang out with those guys and yeah, the prizes are cool and all that, but just getting to know the people that you've get your teeth kicked in by every week is pretty cool and you know yeah. like yeah, it's it's fun just to hang out and every, nobody's like upset nobody's mad nobody like everyone's having a good time and just talking fishing for three days or whatever it was like i, I love say there's it. a that lot of great. good information that you can absorb in that house oh yeah yeah <laughs> and it was like you could get the vibe from it chad did that little video and y'all are all eat uh, i think at dinner that night he was asking everybody who who you thought was in last place mm-hmm. and like nobody seemed like foul or ill everybody seemed like they were still enjoying it no matter how the day it went for him i know we talked about it last week josh had a little grin on his face because you know <laughs> josh had been uh beaten down on fish on day one but no it, it looks like a good time it's something i'd love to get to experience one time I, I think it's it's pretty cool and then like y'all both get to walk away and you beat you know arguably the best anglers in the sport like at the the you know probably one of the most prestigious events in the sport if you ask anybody i mean everybody talks about the toc and you know stuff like that but the the 10 is historically like pretty badass event with all you know everyone gets paid it's just 10 guys 11 uh i don't know yeah. it's just it's just different it, it's a different kind of you know prestigious it's hard like you said it's super hard to get into or you can just you know one and done it like glenn did you know just <laughs> slide on in there last second and then kick everybody's teeth in yeah and yeah, i think if you if you look at the list you see that it's it's all the people that are it's the same people that make the toc it's the same it's the same group of guys so to you know i'm sure that there's people out there that are like playing it like it's less than the toc or whatever but it's the same people it's still it's still an awesome event and it's a blast and i think chad does a great job with it i think everybody involved i'm sure it's not just chad but even all the sponsors they have and everything you know they put together that whole little care package for everybody and it, it was fun like and you're fishing against the best guys and whether it's hobie bass kbf whatever it is it's the best guy in kayak and, and and like you said you could look yeah. at it this way you know it, it is the same guys that are in the toc and it's the 10 best of them like it's the hell with 50 yeah. i got the best <laughs> 10 like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like everybody that's in that spot has earned it 
but it's crazy, man. Y'all, y'all did great. I know it was probably an awesome experience. And uh, are both y'all going back down to Florida? Y'all both hitting Harris Chain? I'm not. I, I can't get that time off. I'm going to Murray. <laughs> Murray will be my next one. Gotcha. I might, I might do Murray too. It just, it all depends on on my work schedule. So. Man, just just ride the momentum as long as you can. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot closer than Florida too. So, yeah. <laughs> It does suck. I Something I was going to touch on when you were talking about uh, like you're, you know, loading up in an hour and a half to change spots. When you look at the like Kissimmee chain, Polk County, when you look at all the lakes down there, they all look relatively close together. For anybody looking to go fish in Florida, none of them are close together. It is like 30 to 45 minutes to go anywhere to do anything. If you need yeah. gas, 30 minutes. If you're looking yeah. for a restaurant, 30 minutes, like we thought when we planned our trip down there last year, we went down uh, last year for the trail series and we were down there uh, for ICAST and, you know, in our the Orlando area. And it's like you you have a plan. Oh, we're going to hit every one of these lakes and do three today and four tomorrow. No, it's not possible. And you're driving yeah, down some like bunk ass dirt roads. <clears throat> like Florida's different. Well, man, we appreciate y'all coming on again. It was uh, awesome stories, and you know, congrats again on Ryan winning the ten and Glenn making it into the house, and you know, making your way up to second place. That's nothing to be upset about. Second place against all those hammers, you know, and I'm very proud, very, very humbled, honestly, but 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 very proud. And now he knows that there's so many benefits of getting back in the tin house. He's he's gonna try even harder next year. <laughs> yeah. Free stuff. I need, I need, everybody gets paid. <laughs> I need two more top ten finishes I hear in the trail, and I think I can get back in. So yeah, you get off to a good start. I'll be, I'll be at St. Clair for sure. That's St. Clair's like my second home. Love that lake. I want to make that one. I've, I've never been there. I want to go there so bad. It's a lot of fun. Well, uh, this is the part where we start to close the show out a little bit, but we want to give y'all both a chance to talk about, you know, your sponsors or anybody that makes the fishing easier for you, anybody that supports you. So, uh, Glenn, take it away. Okay. Um, I don't have as many as some, <laughs> but <laughs> Motor Guide takes care of me every year. Um, they practically give me a free motor, which is really cool. Uh, Miller Tech lithium batteries. There's a lot of great companies out there, and I know KBF is sponsored by Dakota, uh, and they're they're also a great platform. But uh, Miller Tech, in my opinion, outshines them all. Um, Picasso Lures, I, I use their um, this weekend. I didn't throw any of their moving baits, but I use nothing but their tungsten. Um, who else? Yolo Tech, they throw me a free little GoPro camera thing every year, which that's cool. Uh, I think that's about it. Other than, oddly enough, I've pushed biz baits enough that I'm gonna get on the biz bass team. So that's that's sweet, man. Good. Yeah, congrats. We know a couple folks over there. There's a bun- bunch of good guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. yeah I'm I mean, excited for that. You you got a pretty big weekend under your belt. You can use for a little promoing and uh, you know, working on some sponsors if that's your thing. You can looky looky. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all like accolades, but <laughs> and you gotta live. Then you have to live up to that expectation. So, man, I always <clears throat> try to approach it from the you know different standpoint. Like, 
I don't want to sell it to you as I'm a good fisherman. I want to sell it to you that I'm a good promoter. I always think of Gerald Swindle. Everybody knows Gerald Swindle's a fantastic fisherman, but he has like either one or two pro wins ever. So he's a personality and his content is fantastic. Always on social media doing videos. And I love to watch him. Yeah. yeah. He's always, (laughs) I mean, he's happy until something comes up about his hunting property. But (laughs) as far as fishing, (laughs) dude's always smiling. But uh, what about you, Ryan? Who, who, Who do you have support you throughout the year? Uh, so I just got to thank Old Town. Um, they put me in a boat every year, and that autopilot is phenomenal. Um, Blackhall awesome. Outfitters is my Connecticut Old Town dealer, so I help them out with you know promotion and stuff, and they help me out with whatever if anything ever goes wrong or I need parts or anything. So huge shout out to Blackhall, um, Enduro Power Lithium Batteries. They keep me powered on the water and power everything, and hooks at albums. Awesome. Good deal, good deal. Well, uh, so Murray and uh, Murray for both of you possibly, and then Harris Chain for one of you. So I'm uh, I'm curious to see if you uh, y'all carry y'all's momentum. I hope I'd be awesome to have y'all on, you know, inside the month and have you back to show that you're just off to a you know hell of a start for the the season. But uh, until then, man, we we appreciate it and good luck to y'all. Hey, thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, man. Congrats, congrats to you too, Ryan. Man, way to way to kill it, dude. Yeah, you too, Glenn. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it again, and we'll see y'all next time. Thanks, guys. All right. All right Thanks. See yeah. Awesome. Another good show. God, I still want to go back to Florida. I'm just so jealous. Yeah, that uh, whole deal with the frog, 100 inches on a frog is getting me so excited. Did he shit? I don't even <laughs> need to know that. Because, like, like, on my way to work today, I went and checked three fishing spots. You know? Like, yeah. I'm starting to get that itch. Like. It was 60 degrees today, or 63. So I'm yeah. like, ooh, got to go see what the water's looking like. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about a frog yet. I'm just thinking about, you know, pre-spawners. Yeah, I'm always thinking about it. I mean, secretly <laughs> I am. Because I'm taking some guys out this weekend that are kind of new to the kayak fishing thing. And uh, that was literally like, I was like, man, should I go ahead and bust the frog out on these guys? I mean, it is February. But yeah, depending I'm out where there you're trying at, to maybe a little early. So I'm trying to take, well, one of the areas I got, it's got, is a, it's got a hot water inlet. So, all right. If the maybe. grass is up at all, I think I could get on them, but I'm trying to show these guys a few things. And I know if I go out there and throw a frog, that's all I'm doing. I'm not showing them shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, y'all go fish. Like I'm doing yeah, this. You, you'll do that over there. Here, Here's a Ned rig. Good luck. But yeah, I'm getting the itch, man. And then we've got the Bassmaster event coming up. I didn't get to go. I hadn't even looked at the lake this year. Um, well, um, on Gunnersville, so they had that uh, battle of the brands out there this past weekend. Yeah, um, killed it on that Sunday. Yeah, yesterday. I think a hundred and something inches won that. Hundred and one. Hundred. I think it was a hundred and one and a half. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Steve Staples. Yeah. Uh, shout out Dan Perry, my old co-host. Dan got second with 96 and almost put his kayak at the bottom of the lake. Uh, <laughs> glad he was able to remedy that. Go check out his page to hear that story. And uh, we may have uh, them on next week. Just depends on uh, timing and what else is going on in the country. But uh, yeah, that was yeah. a, it's basically the uh, renamed rattle trap tournament. Yeah. Cause uh, I the, think they included a couple of different brands now. I'm like, they had just Bill Lewis, and now it's like Bill Lewis, Yamamoto, 
and two other ones. I can't remember what, which one it was, but uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a pretty cool little setup. And there was a there was a boat side and a kayak side. And Steve had like I said, hundred one and a half. And if you go off like fish weight versus length averages this time of year, yeah, he beat the boat guys. Because yeah, I, I think the boat guys had like twenty eight pounds. Or so. I, I thought it was less than that. I thought they had like so yeah, twenty two to twenty five or something in there. That's, and... that's still a solid bag. Bro. Oh yeah, I'm not <clears throat> shaking. No, like <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've done that. I mean, I might have done twenty one time on Gunnersville, and it wasn't in a tournament. Yeah, you know, it was goofing off in you know board shorts and Crocs out there or the frog or something. You know, it was <laughs> no seriousness in it. Um, I mean, it's not the not the forty pound bags they're putting up all in Texas, but. No the hell with Texas bastards. <laughs> yeah, but uh, can't compete with Texas and Florida. It's just then then California. They're just on different planets. Yeah, and then um, you got little lakes like Chick that show out like that too, man. It's a bunch of good fishing, and it's 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 about to heat up. Uh, I mean the 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 Midwest and the North still letting thawing out, but you know, f- listening to the guys on Florida, Florida's right there at the peak of spawning for their time yeah. it's not right far behind be you know texas is in it right now uh probably a lot of pre-spawners in texas because i know they've had a bunch of uh cold weather too mm-hmm. but I, I feel like we're we're like hmm. that's yeah. why i really wish i could get out on gunnersville and just see i wish i'd i should have just went yeah. sunday skipped the show just to see what like what they're doing but Knowing some of those guys and how they fish now, I have an idea. So, yeah, I think our little spot might just pay off. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got to figure out with the no communication rule how we're gonna like divvy things up. I'll uh, start sending some smoke signals or something. <laughs> like I'm see fishing if here. It's going bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like I was. I've been telling people because the uh, NACA and TBK have an event that day, and I've been telling them like it's gonna be weird. You can't call me. Like normally, uh, me and the NACA guys, we talk during the tournament. Really, like, no, don't don't call me. I'll get yeah. disqualified for you telling me that you're not catching shit, and I'm gonna be mad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's multiple times. It's part of like I think what's kind of fun about the like if you're in a bass boat, you're sitting next to the guy and you talk to him all day. But that doesn't really happen in a kayak. And you're I like I, I don't mind the no communication rule. <laughs> I just think that that should be like communicating with people that you're not around. Like. Yeah. If me and you are fishing the same spot, I don't see any reason why me and you can't talk about it. Because I, if I'm close enough to watch what you're doing, whether you tell me or not, I know. You know, like yeah, you I'll sit back 50 yards and watch you real efficient to see what you're throwing. <clears throat> I don't. You, yeah. I don't know. And I think that's a rule that you may see, like, you know, edited, like after a year of it. Yeah, we'll see. I hope, but. Well, another great show that seals up and closes out the, well, kind of. I was going to say it closes out Florida for a while, but it doesn't because the Harris no. Chain event's coming up. So we'll be talking about Florida again. But Harris Chain <laughs> is different, and Harris Chain is awesome. Yeah. So it'll be a completely different set of stories with guys catching monsters again. I guarantee you Harris Chain's going to put up a bag. Yeah, I hope to hear some more frog stories. <laughs> I do, and I don't, man. <clears throat> Just gonna make me want to get out there. I can live vicariously through them for a while until it gets that time here. Yeah, I mean, we were throwing them in March last year, if I remember. Yeah, that that was it last year. So we're close, man. We're we're like on the brink of it. 
Well, I thank everybody again for coming out and listening to the show and, you know, for all the support we get again, it was really cool meeting and talking to a bunch of folks that came up to me at the show and recognize me from, from doing this. That's always cool. Even had people coming up, you know, wanting us to support some organizations through the podcast stuff that'll be coming in the future. We're going to get on, get on the working with that, but uh, thanks. Thanks again for sure. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, until next time, we'll see you next week. Yeah, anything else we'll see you congrats to ryan and uh glenn sounds like they had a awesome time down there i mean i'm jealous but uh, it's awesome they got yeah, to... we'll we'll end this episode on just straight jealousy so <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right everybody we'll see y'all next time peace yeah